Welcome back to everybody's favorite fantasy football podcast. It is Points and Doinks. Special edition this week. We're getting ready for the playoffs here. First round of the playoffs for most leagues starting this week. I am your lovely host, Travis, as always. Co-host Cheese here with me. Cheese, how you doing? Travis, I'm doing just fine. Uh, my team, my one lonely team is in the playoffs. We've kind of limped our way in. Not literally, we're pretty healthy, but I've lost my three of my last four. Thank Shout out Tyler, able to beat him, so I clinched my spot. But we're here. That's all we can ask for. But I would like to send a special shout out to our special guest today because last week he invited me to be a part of your guys's other fantasy league. So next year, all three of us, all four of us are going to be in the league together. It's going to be so much fun next year. And that leads me to the big reveal for this week's episode because Tyler is currently having a Disneyland vacation in the winter wonderland of the reigning California. Um, Johnny Roca will be joining us for the entire T of points and doings. Johnny Roca, how are you doing? Are you excited to come back and co-host the full episode? It's been a while since you've done this. I'm very excited. What's up, guys? What's up, listeners? Uh, here for the long haul. Let's do this, you guys. Playoffs, I'm excited. Cheese, yes, is going to join our league next year. All four of us in the same league. I'm very excited about that. But, yes, let's get into this playoff thing, man. Yeah, you're going to love being in uh, – uh, what's it called now? Sorry. This is the end zone until it's quote-unquote change because we did enact that rule that the champion will get to name the league for the per the year. So It could stay little. as you. It could stay as you, man. You, you got a shot. Yeah. I would come up with another – funny good name you, you know yeah. me i don't even i don't even keep the same fantasy team from uh name from year to year i like to mix it up play with puns do all that stuff so i would definitely come up with another one for sure yes sir um i don't know you know i i, di- I didn't really prepare like a commissioner's corner question for you or something this week since you're going to be on doing the whole thing so yeah i mean i did want to talk uh just a little strategy off the top because i think it was uh yesterday or early today we had a huge dump of over like 30 players uh being added to the covid list throughout the nfl and we saw some things pop up here and there with the variants whether you believe in it or whatever you believe in you know this is a thing that's affecting affecting fantasy football so what are some precautions that you guys are taking for playoff teams uh for your teams if you're in the playoffs or whatever Advice these guys who have playoff teams could take in going into their matchups leading up uh, or now into the playoffs. So for me, um, it's a very fluid situation. I think the NFL has been kind of out there saying that if things need to change, they will change. And right now uh, we've seen like it's really Monday, like Mondays and Tuesdays. And when they do the test, they like test the unvaccinated, the vaccinated players every single week. So that's why we're seeing these kind of dumps all the time. So I think it's very important, especially for if you have like a Monday game, because we saw last or yesterday that both uh, Tyler Higby and Jalen Ramsey got put on the shelf. Tyler Higby actually was a false positive, but there was probably a lot of people out there who needed Tyler Higby to put up a few points and actually, you know, to win the game. And they probably got screwed. So I would say, you know, be out there and be very cautious, especially of a Monday game. If you have an IR spot, um, I think we're at this point of the season where you don't need, you know, every single player that you have on your roster. So maybe, you know, have an open IR spot just in case something were to happen. You can move your star player onto the IR spot to get us, you know, 
a backup or something like that because you don't want to be stuck Sunday night, Monday. All the other players have played and you don't really or you can't drop whoever you want to drop to grab the backup. So that's what I say. Just be very cautious. Yeah, I, I agree with cheese right there. Uh, that's 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 the strategy you do want to go with. But uh, for some of you guys out there, go look at your lineup. And the guys have been talking about it all year. Find those handcuffed players. Not even your handcuffs. Find the other handcuffed players. Put them on your watch list. Uh, most apps in these fantasy leagues do have a watch list. So put those players on there so you can keep a close tab on them just in case you need that handcuff to join your team once you put that uh, that 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 COVID player on the IR should that happen. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff, guys. So um, I, I think unless, unless you have any other like overarching, um, I mean, I guess I, I got to check. I, I'm pretty sure I got to look at my other league and see, did cheese, do you know off the top of your head, if I made it into the playoffs, did they did they finalize that yet? Uh, you you did not make it. I didn't want to burst your bubble last week, but you were talking about how you might have a shot. You had zero chance of making. I did. I did. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I always play. I always play like I'm going to make the playoffs. All right. So, so cheese. Did you just let him think that he had a chance just to give him that little ray of hope? Well, or... I mean, on on the little ESPN thing, it says how what your chances are on oh. making the playoffs, which okay. I know a lot of people probably don't even know that exists. But I oh, knew that's a thing on here. Yeah, if you go to the standings, it'll show you what your playoff percentage is. But there you go. Always got to look out, be in tune. So I knew Tyler had the matchup with whoever else he was playing, and that was the person to sneak into the league. And as I said, I my, my team has sucked th- this past month. I went from being number one in my division. Now I'm the sixth-ranked person in the playoffs. Oh so come less, you know, life Ooh. comes at you fast right now. I'm struggling. It was real fast. And then Travis, Travis was uh... – uh, needed a, a win to get in in my league, and uh, he got it done. Uh, but also with the way it worked out with the other teams, he uh, not only made that number six seed barely squeezing in, he jumped up to the number five, and because he did it on points, and he just got it done. So, congratulations to Travis, and he'll be representing in my league as the number five seed and working his way to that championship. Fuck yeah, brother! So anyone out there who listens and is rooting for Travis, go Travis. Go me. Jero, how are you doing with the playoffs? I know you play in a bunch of different leagues. How are you looking right now? I went one and three in the final week of the season, so uh, it kind of hurt me a little bit, but I had teams who were on my heels who lost, so I, I'm the number one seed in one of my leagues. Um, my work league, real cutthroat league, I just made it uh, at the number eight seed, um, and then in another league, oh, in our league uh, with Travis, um, number one. Yeah, because uh, Lamar Jackson helped me out, but even yeah. if Lamar Jackson played for Jeff Walker, I still would have beat him just to put – that on the books so but yeah good season for me let's just see how it goes because i am scared i'm superstitious the number one seeds always go down in the first or second round so i am terrified so all right well i do notice that we got questions here j rose sent me questions so let's 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 get to that huh let's do that uh this one's from mark his uh team name is show me your lightning bolt he's a five seed going to the playoffs his question is I have Mahomes versus the Chargers. Promises to be a shootout, but he has not put up the best numbers. I also have Stafford, who is hot. Do I ride the Do I ride the hot Stafford hand, or I guess he's saying, do I go Stafford or Mahomes this week? Um, I mean, there's, I, I, I mean, last week I was very down on Mahomes. I said I take Taysom Hill, which technically was the right call. 
Yeah, it did. Yeah, it, you, you, I think I said when you said that, like, I'm, I think you're happy, you know, between either of them, but yeah. But I mean, really good week for Mahomes, kind of a weird week as well. But I, I honestly, I put that more just on the Raiders being just a, a dumpster fire right now. I mean, yeah. we saw it a couple weeks ago, Sunday night, he did the exact same thing and come on because the Broncos didn't do it like that. Um, so the Rams are playing the Seahawks in Los Angeles. Um, I mean, that, that Seahawks defense, it's getting a little bit better, but I, I think I, I want to keep like, especially for me who have Travis, who has Travis Kelsey to like say, okay, the, the Chiefs are back. I do think in real football, the Chiefs are back. I think they're going to be a solid team in the playoffs. But I think for Patrick Mahomes, fuck it. I, I like I like Stafford. We've seen they want to throw the ball. And with the COVID stuff, uh, Daryl Henderson's on there. Odell Beckham just tested positive. So as long as both these guys are healthy, I mean, maybe you just want to start Mahomes because he'll you think he'll be healthy on, on Thursday. But I, I think I'm leaning towards Stafford right now just because that was a really impressive performance uh, on Monday. I, I- I concur, and I, I think I think Stafford would be my pick also because Stafford is a little more consistent. Uh, you never know what you're going to get with Mahomes. Yes, they are back. Yes, they, they are hot, and they are going for that playoff push, but you never know what you're going to get with Mahomes. It's going to be a Thursday night game, a short week, so it's kind of more iffier on his side versus Stafford is the more solid start. I think Stafford definitely has the upside here, right? And we've, we've watched teams that have beaten the Chargers, and a lot of their game plan is predicated on them running the ball. So although the Chiefs don't do that and they need to, you know, they have been implementing CEH more in the run game and stuff. I see them going there, especially on a short week. I don't I don't think the floor is I don't think the floor is bad any way you look between these two guys. I think Mahomes still will have to uh, throw the ball qu- quite a bit. But I think the upside with Stafford is just he, he's the guy to go to. He's the guy to go to this week. That's unanimous. Uh, the next question here, this one's from Gilbert, Raider Nation for life. Rookie season and made the playoffs as a seven seed. Congratulations, Gilbert. Uh, Hawkinson and Thielen are 50-50 questionable. What do you guys think? Most likely, they will they play or not? And if so, will they be effective? That is a true question. Um, do you know do, do, do you know off the top of your head what the status on either of them are i know hawkinson was kind of a, a late scratch on sunday correct uh be honest i do not know too much about hawkinson but feeling <laughs> monday night could be a chance to play but it is a monday night matchup you want to you know don't want to be too positive because it's we're probably not going to know anything definitive until like you know sunday probably so um it's a tricky situation unless you have kj osborne kj osborne did uh, show up last week so, yeah, then Haw- <clears throat> Hawkinson, uh, Dave Campbell did mention that he, if he's, quote, hopeful uh, for his game, Detroit. So, but it, it still looks like a 50-50 thing. So, I, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't count on it. But if he did, I don't see him being effective. Also, too, you're looking at a, a uh, Detroit Lions team. They're going to be facing the Cardinals, although it's at home. Um, you know, you might want to look for tight end helps elsewhere because, because the Arizona – Although they have given up points, they tend to do a good job at really putting down the bad teams and shutting them out and things like that. So, I, and when you're looking at Hawkinson, he gets work and he's probably the best receiver on that team, period. 
but how much are you going to trust it against this good Arizona defense going into the playoff hunt, right? And the fact that they have three losses and that the uh, Niners, the Seahawks, and the Rams all won, right? So they got their backs against the wall. Cardinals need to continue to win. So I don't think them, I don't think they're going to be laying off the gas uh, any bit on the Lions. Uh, uh, and then when you're talking about Adam Thielen, like that's the hardest thing is that it's a Monday night matchup. So you have to, I, I just think you don't want to put your eggs in a basket on that, especially for Adam Thielen, who is obviously the number two guy over there. Justin Jefferson's obviously the number one. You want to look for somebody else, you know, throughout the, a Sunday that has a better upside. You know, I'm sure we can get into it when we start breaking down the teams a little more. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. And then, and then, and as a rebuttal to what you're saying, uh, you know, opposing tight ends, you know, that's that's usually a safe haven for most quarterbacks. Um, but if they decide to double or triple Team Hawkinson, which I can see happening because there's really no other threat out there on on the wideouts, um, yeah, he could be in trouble. So I personally would would not go with Hawkinson. It's too much of a risk. All right, and then uh, another couple questions here to round out. This is for Manny and Hollis. So shout out, Manny. This is Manny who's going to be hosting our draft next year, right? Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, Manny, for hosting the draft, making a shorter drive for J-Row. Very much appreciated. Mm-hmm. His first question, start David Montgomery or Joe Mixon as my RB2? Someone has a uh, good little little team, don't they? <laughs> yeah, that's your RB2. Who's your RB1? <laughs> uh, so we got Dave Montgomery at home against the Vikings or Joe Mixon on the road in that high atmosphere against, against the, the Broncos. Broncos. So I think just on paper, the matchup would say Montgomery, but mm-hmm. Joe Mixon has been playing fantastic. I think he's what third in the league in rushing thus far, a little bit of a down week last week. I mean, both these guys had kind of a down week last week, but um, we, we've seen it more with Mixon. Um, so I, I think I'm going with Mixon. I don't know exactly what the status is with Samaji Piran. I know he was kind of banged up a couple of weeks ago, and he also had COVID or something like that. But uh, I, I'm leaning towards Joe Mixon. I would agree with you on that fact for the for the for the sole fact of this. Right, last week the down week was because the Niners actually got up pretty to, to a sizable lead on Cincinnati, which made them throw the ball. Yeah, like the Broncos are not a team at this point who are taking any chances. They're not getting big uh, up big on teams. They're not doing any – they're running the ball. I think it's going to be just counter on the other side. And then I, I expect this – I expect this really to be Cincinnati getting up big and running the ball, running the clock out. So more points for Joe Mixon. And then on the flip side for me, I, I agree with you guys in biased pick. I would take Mixon, but – Montgomery might be a safer uh, pick as well because it's going to be Monday night. He's more consistent. He's he's going to get uh, he's going to get the more consistent numbers. Joe Mixon, who knows what we're going to get. Hopefully, we get hot Mixon, but if we don't, that's still a gamble in itself. So I I would go with Montgomery. I I do I don't agree in the fact that I think David Montgomery. What you're saying is his floor is a little bit higher, much safer balance pick. But I don't know. I I would. I love to match up with Joe Mixon this week. So nice. Yes. Yes. Sir. Can't um, go wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's it. And it's all opinion, right? You can still win yeah. by doing either one. Just depends what the rest of the mm-hmm. team is. Uh, second question here. Should he be starting Zach Ertz 
or Pratt or Pat Fryermuth. Start the mooth. J Row makes his point made right up the top. Start Pat Fryermuth. He is playing uh, the Tennessee Titans this week, and Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is fucking Cardinals, right? Detroit. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, cheese. What do you think? Um, this this one's kind of sneaky tough. I think I'm gonna lean with J Row and go with Pat Fryermuth uh, as well. Uh, with the Lions, I mean, I just see this game getting out of hand v- fairly quickly. So I think you're probably going to maybe get, you know, three quarters of the Cardinals passing the ball and then maybe work with Connor and or Chase Edmonds running the ball. So uh, the Steelers offense still not exactly in love with it, but I, I mean, I could see them kind of getting down a little bit and having to throw it a lot. And um, when it comes down to it, Big Ben, when he's looking, he uh, looks far moose way and he's I think he's more likely to get a touchdown. Yeah, I agree. I and I'll and I'll preface with this. I I do think, depending on what your starting lineup is, it is. Pat Pat Fryermuth is definitely more uh, has higher probability of getting one touchdown, but yep. Zach Ertz has a higher probability of getting two touchdowns and eighty yards. Yeah. So take that higher <clears throat> probability of doing that, but lower probability of getting one. Like. It's with guys like that in Arizona, we've seen when they're targeted, they're fucking targeted and they hammer down. So what kind of shot do you want to take? What kind of what kind of uh, points do you need your tight end to put up is what you should be asking yourself. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's get into this week's fucking breakdown here. huh? The, fir- the first matchup we have here, Kansas City Chiefs at L.A. Chargers. We already talked about Patrick Mahomes. But I'll let she start this matchup up. Who do you got? So, yeah, last week, a big bounce back week for the Chiefs overall. Uh, Kind of a weird one. The running backs really went off Clyde Edwards, Elayer, and Damon Damon Williams, right? Whatever Williams it is. Yep, you got it. And Gore. We got a a Derek Gore touchdown as well. So, kind of, I mean, it's really hard for me to like say too, too much off of this one game. But, uh, you know, going against the Chargers. I do like the Chargers team. I think the Chargers are, you know, they, they could possibly win the division. Who knows? But we're not here to talk real football. But uh, I think this has to be – this is probably going to be a shootout, and this is going to be kind of nut-up or shut-up time for the Chiefs. And if their offense is actually back, they need to have a big week. And so, I mean, you're you're looking for – you're. I think you're still sticking with Kelsey and Hill at this point, but they're definitely not the slam dunks they used to be. And honestly, Kelsey isn't the tight end one right now. It's – uh, George Kittle. It's not even really close. Yeah, no. Um, I, I because of Tyreek Hill and um, and uh, Travis Kelsey's upside, you really can't stray for from them. There's not many people who have the upside that they do. But what do you think about uh, some of the other guys? I know Michael Hardman had a pretty good week last week. Um, do you think he's got any upside in this matchup? I mean, I have to say no, just because we haven't seen it from a consistent basis on this Chiefs team. I mean, even back in the in the day when they were, you know, lights out, it was really like the Kelsey and Hill show. It's almost kind of like the Cardinals are right now. Like, you know, you know, the core guys are going to get theirs for the most part. And then, you know, when it comes to like Kirk and A.J. Green and all those other guys, it's kind of a dart throw. And right now, I just don't see, especially right now in the playoffs, on a Thursday night, I'm not starting, you know, one of the second or third guys on the chiefs. I don't want to put myself in that kind of hole. All righty. Um, uh, Johnny Roca chargers. 
Well, right now, uh, Jay Herb is playing an MVP uh, caliber season. Last couple of games have been really hot. Fantasy-wise, looking excellent. He's a must-start, obviously. Update on Keenan Allen. He did uh, test positive last Monday, but he is vaccinated. So, But he cleared today for protocols uh, to go ahead and play this Thursday. So if you got Keenan Allen, you're good to start him. Uh, Austin Eckler, yes, uh, questionable with an ankle, limited participation in practice. Uh, so keep an eye on that. But most likely, he, it looks like he will play. And then um, Mike Williams, questionable with a heel, and uh, Jared Cook with a quad injury. And it uh, uh, looks like they're all going to play, but um, I would keep my eye on those questionables. Austin Eckler is one of the most curious cases here because he is used quite a bit in the passing part of this. Now, if he's well, – we've always said that you should have handcuffs. But what do you think um, the backups, Justin Jackson, and I'm – blanking on the other guy's name is uh joshua kelly still there no he's not it's somebody else i believe um yeah i don't end up anybody deeper than justin jackson justin jackson <laughs> uh fuck oh it is josh kelly excuse me uh do you think there's any upside uh, or there's gonna be leaned any way or the other with those two guys if austin heckler doesn't play this week I think they're going to rely, rely less on the run game. I mean, he's going to get his carries, but they're not going to put as much on him as they would Austin Eckler. Uh, they may implement him into the pass game like they do Austin Eckler, but it's Jay Herb, man. He's going to be throwing anyways. Um, and like like Cheese was saying, this will look. This is going to be the makings of a shootout. So I think he does have upside. Uh, if he if Eckler does not start and you want to handcuff, uh, um, God, I'm drawing a blank here, Justin, Jack, Justin Jackson. Um, yeah. Definitely, you know, give him – I would definitely throw him in the flex, but not in my RB1 or RB2. All righty, sounds good. I'll move on to the next game here. We have the uh, the Raiders going into Cleveland to play the Browns on Saturday. People realize Saturday this week. So, J-Row, I'll let you take over on this one first. <laughs> All right, so Derek Carr has not been looking impressive as of lately. Um, so I would think about him because, I mean, as – we know that it's been a dumpster fire there with the Raiders. We saw it last week. Uh, Darren Waller, uh, non-participant in practice, still uh, dealing with that knee and a back injury. Uh, so I would say he's more questionable towards doubtful. So I keep an eye on him. The only problem is that his backup, Foster Moreau, is also questionable. He's got an abdomen issue right now, limited practice as well. If I, I would definitely handcuff Foster Moreau just because it, he, he's going to be liably uh, the one who's going to be starting. Um, Jace, uh, Josh Jacobs. Looking pretty good. He's been uh, on an improvement lately. Uh, nine carries, five receptions. He fumbled once in the game uh, the other day, but um, he's he's showing some really good fantasy numbers. I see him in the double digits, so he's definitely a must-start, I would say. And then Renfro, wow, uh, 13 out of 14 targets, 117 yards. He got a touchdown. Uh, I would definitely give him the start if you have him. Perfect, perfect. I don't have any questions on that side of the ball. Um, cheese. Why don't you kick it over to the Browns side of the football? So the Browns are one of the many NFL teams who got hit hard with the COVIDs. Uh, we got Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper both being out. Uh, David Njoku is also out. Uh, I mean, pretty much all their tight ends are out, but those are more, I believe, uh, injuries and actual COVID. But um, And Kareem Hunt, 
dealing with an ankle injury. It was kind of weird. It looked like he might have been able to return, but you know, after time, it probably swells up, but he is doubtful. So he's probably not going to play. So it looks like it will be the Nick Chubb show. Um, I think this is a good opportunity to pick up Dearness Johnson. Um, he, it's really, I mean, we saw it. He didn't exactly have Kareem Hunt type value, but definitely with Hunt doubtful, if anything were to happen with Chubb and Kareem Hunt misses the second game. I mean, Dearness Johnson, we saw what he did when it was his time. He balled out. So I think he's definitely one of those guys to go out and pick up as a handcuff. And honestly, that's really all I see. The Browns, we know that's what they want to do is run the ball. And now with Landry and all their tight ends pretty much gone. I mean, and the Raiders are a dumpster fire, and I don't see them stopping Chubb too, too much. I won't be shocked if you see like, you know, 20 plus carries, and that's really just the bulk of the offense. And honestly, Dearness Johnson might be a possible starter because that's all they do is run the ball. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you because, like you, like you said, made very clear when he was the guy because Chubb and Hunt were both out. He was a star when Chubb came back in in a healthy role. He doesn't have that upside that Kareem Hunt has as a flex play on top of Chubb still starting. But I think with the way this is going to turn out with healthies and not so, and stuff like that, not not sure ex- exactly if Kareem Hunt's going to be there. You know, they're very doubtful about it. They want him healthy for if they make it to the playoffs. I, I think he does slide into a, a flex play in deeper leagues for sure, just because we know how much they run the ball. They know how much they want to keep Nick Chubb still fresh. Um, Jarvis Landry scored his first touchdown last week. If he does get in there and play, is there upside for him, start, for you, people starting him in a lineup? I think it's a very risky kind of flex play. And starting Landry, I think you really want him to like find the end zone. And honestly, like if Austin Hooper were to play and he, I don't know what his vaccination status is. So I don't know if he's going to be available for Sunday, but I kind of like him a little bit more than Landry if they can make the quick turnaround. So, I mean, right now it's, it's winter go home. And I just, I don't find starting Landry a, a good option. I think there's much better, safer options out there uh, at wide receiver. He doesn't give you the upside that maybe a riskier play would. All righty. Uh, next matchup is the Patriots at the Indianapolis Colts. I'll go right back to you, Cheese. Let's kick this one off. So this one's a, a fun one. I'm going to go tackle the New England Patriots. And last time we saw them, they were playing uh, in that wind tunnel. They uh, Both these teams coming off a bye, so can't really – uh, you know, judge too much off of what happened the last time they played. But uh, this one is going to be a, a run battle. I think both these teams really want to want, uh, run the ball. Damien Harris, uh, he's a little banged up at the moment. He's questionable. So uh, Ramon Dre Stevenson, he's definitely a flex or not a flex, a like a top 15 running back play if Harris is not playing. So definitely go and pick him up on the waiver wire if he's still available in your league um i mean outside of that i mean i like hunter henry as a uh a touchdown dependent tight end because that's pretty much what a tight end is so i like the running backs maybe hunter henry uh the patriots defense i mean they're really they're, they're solid um carson wentz is bound to you know turn the ball over make some stupid interceptions from time to time it just depends on how much is he going to be throwing the ball i don't think you mentioned the the highest uh the, the the highest floor player in New England. That is Nick Folk, the kicker. <laughs> I mean, he he carried me to plenty of wins with some big games. We know the Patriots are able to uh, um, kind of move the ball up and down the field 
They get into field goal range. They don't always score, but they always kick field goals. Uh, seven rostered in seventy four percent of leagues. Yeah, he's kind of in that good situation for a kicker where he's on a really good team. Offense isn't so prolific where they're just scoring touchdowns all the time. So, uh, and this Colts defense I think is pretty solid. So well rested. Um, I can see them, you know, stuffing the Patriots in the red zone. Yeah, especially in short field, especially in a short field. Uh, Johnny Roca, the Colts. Yeah, piggybacking off of what she's just said, the defense is is good, consistent. Uh, as of lately, they're good for per game, two or three sacks, one interception, one forced fumble, and a recovery. I definitely would say to start them if you're lucky enough to pick them up off the waivers. If they are out there, go grab them. Uh, this would be a good game for them. Um, definitely, uh, you want to start your regular guys. Carson Wentz, I think, will we'll do pretty decently. Uh, definitely, Taylor's going to do his thing. Pittman is a must-start. Uh, Hilton, uh, he only got two targets uh, two weeks ago, 22 yards. Too risky, too much of a liability. I would not start him unless you are desperate. Yeah, I agree there. I agree there. Uh, we'll move on to Dallas Cowboys. This is the first game of Sunday going to the Meadowlands to play the Giants in a divisional matchup. Right back to you, Johnny Roca. Um, yeah, so the, uh, on the Giants side of the ball, Daniel Jones is expected to be out again with the neck injury. Uh, Mike Lennon is going to be the backup. Um Definitely not not a guy that I'm looking at. Um, I mean, Mike Glenn and I don't have any statistics on him, but just not someone you want to start first round of the playoffs. Long um, neck, long park. neck. Oh yeah, <laughs> bird. That's the that's the TikTok uh, sensation, Saquon. Mike Glennon. Um, uh, Saquon Barkley uh, is relevant again and uh, maybe heavily relied on in this game. Um, and right now, favorite target for Dan, or I'm sorry for Mike Glennon. Is uh, is Sterling Shepard, so that's definitely a flex option there. Otherwise, I don't really see anybody else on the Giants that you can uh, put on your roster. You know, this is a very interesting matchup. Uh, you know, New England, or sorry, the New York Giants did play the Chargers last week, and Mike Glennon did score over thirty points, at least in how we score it in um, the CTE league, which is a high scoring. But none of the other receivers really did much. So it's just it's just a really interesting case on this that I don't think you want to take a shot with, especially with what we seen Dallas do last week. I think that would kind of bump things over on Cheese's side of the ball here. So the Dallas Cowboys, if you guys have been listening very near and dear to my heart and as someone who is limping into the playoffs, I am very scared of what the Cowboys are doing at the moment. Um they're, they're all, I mean, they're winning games. They're kind of like the Ravens and they're like the Chiefs. They're winning games. They're getting it done. Not exactly pretty. And that being said, Dak, I think Dak and CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott are still kind of starts. Not exactly like must starts. They're going to go off for you. But I think you still have to start them with opportunity wise. Um, the Giants are not a good team. I mean, we saw what Justin Herbert can do against them. So um, if you're struggling, if you've kind of been up and down in Dak, I've been a big proponent of him. He hasn't exactly panned out the past, you know, six, eight weeks, but uh, he's had his up and downs. And I think this has to be sort of a get right game. I mean, they almost blew it against the, the uh, almost said the nationals, the football team. Uh, you know, if they're probably gonna make the playoffs, they're probably going to win the division, but I think, you know, they need to really get it going, lock it in these past few weeks. So, um, as I said, you know, Zeke, you know, all the guys you're pretty much looking to start Zeke, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, um, and Dak, you're going to start them. Michael Gallup, maybe a little bit more of a uh, 
you know, a, a flex option trying to hail Mary type thing. But uh, the backup running back situation is interesting. Tony Pollard is out or he was out. Uh, Zeke actually got out snapped or outworked by Corey Clement. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just weird. You know, Zeke is kind of hurt. He's not being so productive. He's still getting a lot of, he's still getting touches, not doing too much with it, but it's still Zeke. I think you still have to start him because you're not going to have too many better options out there. I'll touch on that because that was one of the things I had mentioned last week with the Tony Pollard situation. He was a guy I eyed a few weeks ago, seeing that Zeke wasn't fresh. He wasn't looking right. He was splitting a lot of time. Tony Pollard was a RB2 on top of his RB1 at at, at times or even flip-flop. Tony Pollard would score more points. And last week, I didn't even see that he was scratched right before game time. So I ended up having a zero in one of my leagues where I started him. Um, but I still won. Doesn't matter. But, you know, um, it's just an interesting thing. I think that that really nails down that Zeke is not right because of what he showed on a week where his backup wasn't there to help. And it was a game where they were up big. Like they were running, they should, they, they were running the ball and trying to just time out the Washington football team, but they weren't and he wasn't doing it and they weren't being effective. So it, it's just, it's just cause for concern. But, but I think like when you're talking about they're, they're going to play the giants, you have to see upside and you have to be looking at the light of the end of the tunnel for people who have not had exactly what they're expecting from Dak and CD lamb. Right. Yeah, I mean, last week was such a weird game. Dak threw it 39 times, only got 200 yards, two interceptions, one touchdown. I mean, if you would say Dak was going to throw it 39 times, you you would think he'd do much better than that. And Washington, they're, I mean, they're a decent defense, so nothing to take away from them. But it's been kind of a strange – it's just overall just kind of a strange how the offense of the Cowboys is working right now. For sure, for sure. Uh, next matchup, the Texans at the Jaguars, and we'll kick it right back to you, Cheese. Well, this is pretty much like our bit at this point. All we do is just tell you to start Brandon Cooks or not start Brandon Cooks. And I think this week it's a good Brandon Cooks day. Going up against the Jaguars, I mean, it's the Jaguars. What else do I need to say? They're more of a dumpster fire than the Raiders are. Uh, So I like Brandon Cooks. He had a big week last week. Um, And then besides that, I mean, Davis Mills had a a solid game. So if you're kind of in one of those weird, you know, two quarterback leagues, very high scoring, kind of like what the CT league is, you know, maybe fire him up. Um, this could be like an ugly, I don't know, say shootout. Cause I don't think neither one of these offenses are that great, but um, I think th- this is a, a good Brandon cooks game. Agreed. All right. Johnny Roca, the Jaguars. Yeah. Not an appealing matchup here on either side of the ball. Um, we'll start with James Robinson, Mr. Inconsistent, one of the most inconsistent guys in the league. He does carry the ball 100% of the time for the team and gets zero targets, but his numbers are always disappointing. So definitely, Someone you may want to shy away from unless you are desperate. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, fairly efficient lately. His top uh, targets have been Marvin Jones, uh, Treadwell, and uh, Chenault. Um, but Chenault. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Trevor Lawrence, though, um, yeah. I mean, a lot of teams have been exposing the Houston defense this year, so I would not be surprised if Trevor Lawrence uh, actually has a decent game against Houston this week, uh, but it's still not worth, you know, the, the crap shoot there. Um, Marvin Jones Jr., um, if anything, that's the only guy on the team I really would look at. Productive, he relies on the big plays, but he had he did score a touchdown in week one against Houston, so he likes to play against them. Uh, decent flex option. That's about all I got for Jacksonville. And by the way, 30% chance of rain in this game, guys. 
Yeah, you want to say you you'd want to say because uh, Houston op- opposing ranking uh, running backs twenty seventh in the league at scoring, but what yeah. we've seen from Urban Meyer is like a disdain for James Robinson at this point, and I don't even I don't even think it's conjecture to say that. I, I think there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence came out and said he wants James Robinson more involved in the game, and it's yeah. just not it happening. And he's not doing it. I mean. Th- it's because they're all losers. We can like Urban about, Meyer, who's a winner. We can talk about real fucking football. You know, there's just some people. Some people aren't bred to, to, uh, to lead men. And Urban Meyer is not meant to lead men. He needs little fucking out of high school boys to, you know, <laughs> do it right as fucking coattails for free. Because um, the people who get paid to do it aren't going to do it right. I mean, it's just sloppy play from Jacksonville. But I do agree. Marvin Jones in deeper leagues, you'll take the flight on because at least he has the average, right? His average points scored per week are 10.6. That's something to look forward to for a, for a low floor. That's, yeah, a, but that's a, always nice. That's about all you're getting. Um, the next matchup, the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Johnny Rocker, I'll kick it right back to you. I know we've talked about this matchup a little bit. Uh, Tennessee, the Tannehill, uh, Tannehill quarterback has been, you know, a statistical disappointment uh, all this year. Um, I mean, they are getting it done in real life football. They're in first place, two games up in their division. So they are going to be playing, uh, uh, you know, they'll be playing their best game. But statistically, we don't know what we're going to get fantasy wise. Uh, running back Foreman at 13 carries, two receptions and one touchdown. So he's definitely looking like a, a great option at, the, uh, at starting at the running back or at a flex. Uh, the backfield does split three ways, though, with Jeremy McNichols and Hilliard back there, but definitely got to go with Foreman. Um, A.J. Brown still on the IR until uh, the 23rd. So uh, Julio Jones will be in there. He will be the top wideout, but I would limit my expectations with them. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think there's an option there. The fact of the matter is they played last week against uh, Jacksonville or Houston, right? Who was it? Jacksonville? Jacksonville, they shut him out. Yes, they played Jacksonville last week. A.J. Brown was was unhealthy. Julio Jones was healthy. He should be, quote-unquote, the number one wide receiver, and he didn't do absolutely anything. So I, 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 wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even go there if I were you. I would take my, take my luck elsewhere. But Deontay Foreman, awesome, awesome stuff from him last week. And then, Cheese, I'll kick it to you for uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I just had to go check out the odds real quick to see what the uh, the experts are saying. They're saying 41 and a half as the total. And I mean, I think both these teams really do want to like, you know, establish the run, waste a lot of clock. And um, that's good for Najee Harris because we know how many touches he's going to get. But I think that's worrisome for the uh, the wide receivers. I mean, we saw last week the uh, Dalvin Cook just went the fuck off against the uh, the Steelers defense last week. So maybe. Uh, Foreman can do it again, and you know the the Steelers have to play catch up. If they do, uh, Chase Claypool had a really good game last week. He uh, caught eight of his nine targets for ninety three yards, and pretty much everyone you know got spaced off. Uh, you know Deontay Johnson got his, Pat Frymuth got his as well. So I think if you have all three guys, you are uh, I think you're good to start them. The Tennessee Titans defense is kind of tightening up a little bit, so maybe I would say Johnson and Frymuth is a yes, Claypool is a maybe. Yeah, do you think uh, the shenanigans and the stuff coming out about Claypool is affecting it? Because 
before last week, he had mentioned to Mike Tomlin that he wanted to listen to music at practice. And then Mike Tomlin basically told him to sit the fuck down, young man. Uh, he came in and he was the top scoring wide receiver last week. But then late in the game, moving down the chains downfield on a game winning drive, he goes to stunt on a first down instead of getting the ball back. It wasn't his fault. It was the center's fault. For oh, don't the do ball this. Don't do the don't fucking do this. Uh do you think that would affect anything in any way? Like, come, come on. Like, I mean, it, it obviously has to, but I mean, Mike Tom, I, I mean, Mike Tomlin is such a great coach that um, I think, especially with the long week, you can kind of have that kind of discussion, sit down and just kind of iron everything out, put it out all on the table and move on to the next week. Cause the Steelers still, it's a little bit of a long shot, but they still have a chance at the playoffs and you can't be, you know, sitting one of your, your star guys over there just because he, he's doing stupid TikToks. So let me get let me give you some opposition ranks really quick. 25th opposition rank uh, for the Tennessee two quarterbacks, right? Second to running backs, 31st to wide receivers. Does that sway anything you've said so far? I mean, that makes me feel a lot more uh, confident to, to start Claypool because I mean, we I mean, Najee Harris is going to get his, but I mean, when push comes to shove, Ben, I mean, we saw last week, he did not have a great start. He had a terrible start the first half, and then he came on in the second half. So maybe longer week, a little bit of rest. Maybe, you know, Big Ben can, can get his stuff together and he can, you know, throw it, throw it around the field, you know, his little four-yard dink and dunks that he likes to do, an occasional bomb. For sure, for sure. All right, uh, we're on to the next matchup, correct? Yes, we are. Uh, the New York Jets at Miami playing the Dolphins. I'll kick it right back over to you, Cheese. So let's talk about those Miami Dolphins. They are also off of a bye last week. So, uh, and they're like one of the hottest teams in the league. So, uh, kind of a bad uh, buy for them just because I think they uh, wanted to continue to play. But Jalen Waddle continues to have a, I think, a sneaky, you know, quiet, really good season thus far. And going up against the Jets, I mean, obviously a start to a, we said it when, you know, J Row asked us that Cam Newton. Tua question. This is the time to shine. Tua has a really good schedule coming up to close up the season. So if you need flex options, if you're a little scared about Dak, if you're, you know, kind of on the fringe with Ben Roethlisberger or something or whoever you have, I think Tua is definitely and will continue to be a good streaming option for you. And uh, all their running backs have COVID. So that's fun. Agreed on all points there. What do you think the Dolphins, uh, where they're playing the Jets? So Right now, the Jets are 25th uh, ranked team against defenses. You think there's upside streaming ability? The D- Miami Dolphins defense is rostered in about 45% of ESPN leagues. Um, is it a team to go out there and look and get their defense for this week? Absolutely. I, the Dolphins defense has been very, very good these last couple weeks and you know, going up against the Jets. Uh, last week, I, I like the Saints go up against the Jets. They, I mean, they held them on points and yards, didn't exactly was able to create turnovers and sacks, but I, I think this is a good week for the Dolphins and similar to a good uh, stretch of teams going forward. So I think if you have them rostered, whether you are kind of looking to stream or hold two and just kind of flip-flop, I do like the Dolphins defense going forward the rest of the season. All right, J-Ro, the New York Jets. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins defense should be uh... – should be having fun this week um, with those Jets. Uh, 40% chance of rain in the forecast down there in Miami for this game. 
Um, really, the only option I'm seeing out there is running back. Michael Carter is returning from IR this week and should be the lead back. So that would be my only steady option there. Um, Elijah Moore uh, still out until week 17. The only wide receiver I see, if anything, would be Braxton Berrios as a viable option at the flex. But I still wouldn't even trust that. You know, there's no Corey Davis. Nothing going on out there with the wideouts. Stay away from Zach Wilson. I'm I, I'm saying this is the first week of the playoffs, so I would not take any chances with these Jets unless it's Michael Carter. Strong, strong, strong agree on all points of that. Uh, we'll move on here. The Washington football team, team in Philadelphia playing the Eagles, and we'll kick it right back over to you, J-Row. McKissick uh, is questionable uh, at the running back position, concussion protocol. So Antonio Gibson is going to be your solid start right there. Uh, Taylor Heineke, questionable also, but the team is optimistic that he will be returning. Um, Terry McLaurin, also questionable off the concussion protocol. They got banged up real bad last week. Um, if he's not cleared, uh, you got DeAndre Carter, Adam Humphreys, and Curtis Samuel as, as deep, deep, deep flex options. Um, they will be the top targets. But, uh, again, I, I wouldn't take a chance on those guys either. Washington team is is definitely banged up, but they are playing for a playoff uh, spot in real football. So uh, it's it's a crapshoot. So I'm, I'm not feeling too confident, but if you need to because you're desperate or you don't have many options on your on your roster, then do what you got to do. But that's all about I got for that, for that football team. Terry McLaurin had a bad start about two weeks ago. Not much, not much productivity out of him. And then last week, coming out of the game with a concussion, um, we're watching him this week. Hopefully, he's okay. Hopefully, he'll be able to play. But do you think it's a kind of snap back? The Philadelphia Eagles are third ranked against wide receivers this season. Yeah, I mean, it's and I mean, it's a division matchup, so anything can happen. But I, it's it's just too much of a liability. Uh, scary Terry. Uh, I just, I'm not feeling it this week with him. Um, he's not, he's not going to be as effective as he normally is. So yeah, I, that's, I don't feel good about it. I do agree. And I want to just, but you know, cause people who have had Antonio Gibson have kind of been let down this season, not a lot of consistency from what you thought was going to be the main RB one, but it's going in a good matchup this week against Philly. And I think what Washington's going to try and do is basically, keep the ball out of Jalen Hurst, who's supposed to be back, keep the ball out of his hands, uh, keep him off the field because he is a real playmaker. And even if we seen what um, uh, Mullet, what's his name? Fucking Jesus Christ. Jeez, help me out. Backup quarterback. One last week, Philadelphia. I mean, Tango was two weeks ago, but uh, we're looking was for it? Gardner Minshew. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, even with Gardner Minshew, he seemed to work well in Philadelphia's offense and swing the ball around. So I think Antonio Gibson used a lot. Philadelphia not great at stopping the run. Uh, they got to control time of possession here. But we'll we'll talk about Philadelphia with cheese over there right now. So, yeah, as you said, we got a little bit of injuries to deal with over in Philly. They had a bye last week. Uh, it seems as though Jalen Hurts will be expected to play. So I think uh, going up against Washington, you know, good defense. Uh, still, I think with his legs offers enough value to be a start this week. Uh, Miles Sanders went down uh, two weeks ago with an ankle injury. Still not exactly clear on what his availability will be. We saw Kenneth Gainwell be the option over there. Boston Scott was coming off of COVID. Didn't get used at all, even though he was active. Put up a donut against Travis, so that was fun. But um. So we don't exactly know how that running back room will shape out if 
uh, Miles Sanders is injured or if he's out. But I, I mean, I think he's he's always going to be like a very volatile play. But with the running backs the way it is, I think it's kind of hard to st- you know not start him. But uh, I'm not a big fan of Miles Sanders. When we go to the pass catchers, uh, Devontae Smith has had you know hasn't been very good recently. Uh, sucks for people who might have traded him for James Conner, who had a monster week this week. But um, we saw what Washington did with uh, scary or what. What the fuck am I even saying? Washington, I think, has a really good defense, and I think they can uh, lock down uh, Devontae Smith. All right, all right. We'll you just go ahead and kick it on forward. The Arizona Cardinals at Detroit Lions. We'll go back to cheese here. Cardinals, good at football. Lions, not too good at football. Uh, Kyler Murray, you're starting him. We don't exactly know what is up with Chase Edmonds. He is deal. He is coming off of IR. They did not activate him uh, for the game against the Rams. May have been able to play, but we've seen with uh, Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins that Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals are very much playing a very cautious. And it, I mean, it is the Lions. We don't know, and you know, if they if he's not one hundred percent, maybe don't start him. But James Conner did go down with an ankle injury at the very, very end of the game. So his availability is a question mark. So uh, just keep an eye out over there. Um, as we say, kind of every week, it's a dart throw with the Cardinals receivers, but I think you got to start pretty much all of them if you need to start them. So, uh, but I will say DeAndre Hopkins, I pointed out earlier, if he's not scoring touchdowns and not being productive, that's exactly what he's doing right now. And he came up a couple times uh, limping last week. So I want to make sure that people, if you're out there looking and, you know, Christian Kirk only rostered in about 52% of ESPN leagues here, especially if DeAndre Hopkins is going to, you know, sit out this coming week or if he's, if he going into the game, like he is questionable. That's an upgrade. That's an upgrade on Christian Kirk. Like uh, he can have a huge game early and then basically, put it away, but I think the floor for Christian Kirk is something that is I that you want to eyeball, especially watch with COVID stuff going on, like a guy that you know, hey, he's going to be here. They're playing Sunday. If anything seems wonky with anybody else, I can throw him in, and I should get around 10 points for him. From him. But and Matt Prater, he's good and, too. And Matt Prater, one of those guys. They score a ton. Um, uh, we'll kick it over. Detroit Lions, Johnny Roke is going to take them. All right, so Jared Goff uh, rostered in only 3% of NFL.com leagues. Uh, definitely someone you want to stay away from. Uh, but someone you do want to go with, uh, wide receiver Amon, uh, sorry, Amon uh, St. Brown, uh, targeted 12 times last week. Um, he's a good option right there. I think he's going to get you some double digits there. He's turning uh, out to be the clear-cut number one, number one wide receiver on that team. Yeah, and if you want consistency, that's who you want to go with in the playoffs here. Uh, guys like Josh Reynolds um, definitely is a crapshoot. He was targeted just five times, but you gotta he's somebody you just got to hope for an explosive play. But, uh, but yeah, St. Brown, definitely someone reliable. Uh, as far as uh, um, DeAndre Swift goes, he's still questionable with the shoulder. Dave Campbell says he is hopeful, and he's saying the same thing for Hawkinson with his hand injury. Um, but quote hopeful, I mean, it's, they sound kind of like confident about it, but you, that's something that if you have them, you have to, have to keep a very, very close eye on them. Uh, Hawkinson doesn't play. His backup is Brock Wright. I would definitely not pick him up. I just don't believe in that guy. Never really heard of him. I don't know much about him. 
uh, in the backup for DeAndre Swift is uh, Igwe Buke. Um, you know, he had a decent game last week, but if he does get the lead back role this time, he's going to feel a little more comfortable and acclimated there at home. So I would definitely consider him at a flex option. It is Detroit. They really have nothing to play for right now, but spoilers. So, hey, let's have a little fun. And, you know, maybe some of these guys will ball out. But that's about all I got for the Detroit Lions. One great pronunciation. Great pronunciation. Thank on that you. One. Uh, DeAndre Swift. And, and let, let's just be honest with it. He's not been healthy all season. If he is upgraded to a start, I would still be very cautious with him because we don't know exactly what Detroit's going to be playing for, what capacity he's going to come into a week where he wasn't healthy, complete, 100% healthy coming into it. Like, you know, NFL players don't want to lose games. They always want to put up stats. But I could, I could see him just being, you know, splitting time. Say Jamal Williams is injured or doesn't play this week. Um, and you have Godwin, however the hell you pronounce that. Johnny Roca did a great job with it. Uh, like, yeah, I can see him splitting time with DeAndre Swift if if he plays. So yeah. it's just it's just one of those weird things to watch out for. Absolutely. Uh, next game, Panthers at Buffalo in Buffalo. And we'll go back to you, Johnny Roca. Did, uh, and did Chiefs got to speak on Arizona or did I miss that? Yeah, he did. We got it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry about that, guys. Start uh, most people. Cardinals <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. good at football. <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Uh, better weather in Buffalo this week as opposed to uh, that that game two weeks ago. It'll be sunny and 34 degrees. Uh, ideal weather for the Bills. Uh, look for big games from all the usuals. Josh Allen, Diggs, uh, Knox. Uh, Gerald Davis is a name that's starting to pop up now. He was targeted 12 times in the last two games, a touchdown in each of those games. Uh, so definitely someone at the flex option. I know I picked him up in a couple of my leagues. Uh, Singletary, uh, Manuel Sanders, those guys are on the downside. Uh, very risky options right there. So you might want to think twice about those guys. Yeah, when you look at the Carolina Panthers, uh, their opposing rank is is pretty good. Their defense was really stingy early in the season, but slowly but surely they've been giving up more and more and more. And I thought one of the greatest things you saw last week was Josh Allen late in the game saying, fuck it, I'll put the team on my back and I'm going to start using my legs again. And he ran the fuck off and he did a really good job. If you're a fantasy owner, you're really excited to see that because Josh Allen when he's using his feet, is why you drafted him so early in the draft. But we'll, right. Cheese, go ahead and throw it over to you for the Carolina Panthers. So Carolina, the ghost of Robbie Anderson, decided to show up yesterday or last week. Uh, he Seven catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown. I am still very scared to start him, especially against this uh, Bills defense, which I think is, is still good. Yeah, I mean, you know, these last couple of weeks might have not been the best, but uh, – and it's Robbie Anderson. I'm very scared. I don't think I'm putting my playoff life well, on the line I was, with him. I'll, I'll say I because I was the biggest Robbie Anderson guy. Like he's he's value in the draft early, and he did not pan out early. Like do not come into this look at that and go, well, maybe I should pick him up and stream him this week. Like it's it's not. It's still Cam Newton, and oh, we don't even at, know that they're doing a freaking uh, platoon. We have Cam Newton playing some. We got PJ Walker playing some. So, oh uh, yeah, two you, quarterbacks. You got none. This is the biggest mess of all fucking time. Why couldn't uh, Sam Darnold? I mean, why couldn't Sam Darnold be good? Just good. Last time I checked, we st- we still got the Raiders and the Jaguars playing football. So, oh, that's right. We got the fingers and then the fucking Corvette Raiders. Yeah. Uh, 
Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, I mean, honestly, not too much more. I mean, Chuba Hubbard found the end zone, and that really just kind of saved your day. Still not being too productive. I mean, 33 yards and 10 carries. I didn't catch a single ball. The uh, targets went to Amir Abdullah, but, I mean, four targets, only got two of them for 17 yards. So, I mean. Do you not see that? Do you see this as how I see this? As Buffalo's lost two huge games, and they're playing a Carolina team that's been poor, poor, poor at home. I mean, gonna, those, they're going to make a statement. Those poor kitty cats, they're going to have to send out Carol Baskins to help save them because it is not going to be pretty. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, I mean, Chuba Hubbard, God bless you if you had Chris McCaffrey and you're still able to make the playoffs. But uh, Chuba Hubbard is not – I mean, he, he continues to not look very good. So, I that, I just don't know. That would be me. That would be me. Still yeah. made it. <clears throat> God bless you. Uh, Amen. Thank you. Uh, the Bengals in – or sorry, in Denver play the Broncos and we'll go right back to you cheese. You got that high atmosphere and the Broncos. I mean, pretty much their entire offense just runs through both their running backs. Melvin Gordon comes back. Have both these guys had a really good game against the Detroit lions. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, both of them found the end zone twice, I believe, or found the end zone. Well, twice found- each. Yeah. No, you're yeah. right. Twice each. Javante Williams caught one and ran one in. Uh, Melvin yeah. Gordon ran it in twice. So both of them had very big games, but it was against the Lions. Uh, Bengals defense is a little bit stingier, but I do think both these guys are worth a start. Uh, pretty much everyone else, the pass catchers, no. I don't know why you give Corlin Sutton $60 billion and don't throw his way. Uh, Noah Fant, I mean, it's a tight end. I guess you're starred him, but it's really just the running backs you're looking here. Let's do the Brandon McManus. Good start. <laughs> and we'll kick it right over to you, Johnny Roca, for the uh, uh, for the Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals, man, uh, believe the hype. Uh, they've been a little inconsistent as of lately. You never know who's going to show up, but they are in a tight race right now in their division with the Ravens and the Browns. All three teams are, are separated by a game. So uh, all, all, all these guys are going to ball out. Uh, Burroughs is the more questionable one. Uh, he does lead the league with nine deep pass touchdowns. Um, but you, you got to rely on explosiveness. So he may get the decent points, but I mean, my confidence level with him is kind of in the 50, 60% range. So uh, if you got a better option, do that. But if you have to go with him, you know, you, you may rely on him. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Ozuma, they're going to have great games, uh, you know, standard stuff. Joe Mixon was on a nine game touchdown uh, streak. It was snapped last week, but he'll get back into the groove. Um, so definitely give him his start. And the Cincinnati defense, boy, man, I mean, they scored double digits in uh, in their past seven games. Uh, uh, five sacks, one uh, forced fumble last week. I would definitely say to start the Cincinnati defense, man, because they are for real. All righty there. Let's kick it off to the next game. We'll talk about the Atlanta Falcons against the 49ers in Santa Clara. And we'll go back to you, Johnny Roca. Atlanta's hot on the road right now, but they're now coming to the West Coast. So we'll have to see how that works its way out. Uh, Matt Ryan, a very iffy start, putting up modest numbers, less than 200 yards in the last three games. So I don't really have a lot of faith in him. But Russell Gage, I do. He's, uh, you know, he's getting more of the targets. I would start him. Uh, Cordell Patterson, Kyle Pitts as well. Um, That's about all I got in Atlanta. San Francisco, I mean, it's going to be a great little matchup there. Uh, It will be a shootout, I believe. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got on Atlanta. Cheese, take it over. 49ers. All right, this is why you guys pay me the big bucks, but George Kittle, I think you're starting him this week. Wow, what fucking... I know. I hope you guys... What great analysis. 
Thank you. Thank you. I'm hoping my uh, prize of fans football analysis comes in the mail soon, but uh, yeah, he's, he's been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, these past weeks going over 130 yards, got a buck 50 last week. Um, he, I mean, after a slow start, if you we were able to uh, get in the playoffs with that and I mean, he is fantastic. So shout out Dominic. Dominic uh, has been hurting with George Kittle. He's able to make the playoffs and maybe lead him to victory. We don't know. Uh, but so, so who do I pay if, if he wins, uh, you know, I've, I have even told him that, you know, I'm being a good guy and helping him out. But uh, anyways, so uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, it is against the Falcons, not the best defenses in the world. As uh, J-Ro said, I think this could be a shootout as well. Maybe more of a two quarterback type league. He could be a streaming option with no uh, Elijah Mitchell last week. No one really stepped up. Uh, let's see. Jeff Olson Jr. Didn't really do too much. I mean, 13 carries got 56 yards, but couldn't find the end zone. It was more the George Kittle show. So um, I think you still have to start him, even if Mitchell is out, but you really want Mitchell to start to, uh, you know, give production out of that backfield. And then, you know, Brandon Ayuk, he was, he was okay. I mean, we found the end zone, which kind of saved your day, but uh, no Debo. So uh, if he comes back, that should be a, uh, or he was back on a Debo. No, no, no. It was a strange thing that the Niners did because what they, they really didn't have much from the running back committee. So what they did is basically gave uh, Debo Samuel a ton more rushing attempts than passing attempts, which, which really hurts. Opened, your, which really hurts opened, your PPR. Yeah, it hurts people who are it hurts people who are uh, Debo Samuel owners, but people who are starting Brandon Ayuk in flex positions, it helps a lot because that just opens more receiving options for him. Yeah, I mean, Debo is going off. I mean, he's, he leads the 49ers in rushing and receiving yards, which is absolutely insane. So, I mean, if he doesn't find the end zone, it does kind of hurt him, but uh, I, you still have to start him, obviously, because of his usage. Yeah, of course. Uh, the next matchup, the Seattle Seahawks in L.A. to play the Rams, and we'll go right back to you, Cheese. So the Seahawks might have been able to kind of find their footing these, uh, these last few weeks getting – back-to-back wins so i think if you have uh, a russell wilson uh, possible starting option i mean i think that the finger is kind of getting a little bit better we did see what the rams were able to do with kyler last uh yesterday tyler lockett i think he he's a lock it in type guy you know what you're getting from him he might give you two points <laughs> or he might give you 27 who knows but i think you, but you don't want to you don't want to risk not playing him right yeah so uh, dk I mean, I think you kind of still have to start him. I mean, it depends on who you have, obviously, but I think he's definitely much more of a question mark. And Rashad yeah, Penny big, has emerged as a number one guy over there running the ball. It, good, yeah. Good pickup. Uh, yeah, it's amazing that at the beginning of the season and last season, we were talking about the opposite from DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And now Tyler Lockett seems to be uh standout at this point after, I mean, DK got a, no, he's coming up to a contract here. It's just strange. It's a strange situation, but I don't disagree. Uh, Johnny Roca, I'll let you take over and talk about the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, well, it is the Rams. Fantasy-wise, you can't go wrong with any of the regulars, um, especially that receiving core. Uh, Cooper Cup's going to do what he's been doing all year. Uh, Odell Beckham finally found the uh, the end zone. He's looking good. And uh, Van Jefferson, big surprise, uh, was uh, constantly getting single-digit projections. All of a sudden, now he's jumping up into the 13, 14-point range. So if you have Van Jefferson, definitely give him the start. Uh, you want to keep an eye on Daryl Henderson uh, on his return from COVID protocol. It looks like he might be coming back, but um, if he doesn't, Sony Michelle is definitely going to be good at the flex. 
Yeah, Sony Michelle got a ton, but he didn't like exactly get worked into the passing game a lot. So for like PVR leagues, it wasn't it wasn't really helpful. But uh, Van Jefferson, yeah, no, like if if this is a credit if you've watched if you watch like the ESPN fantasy shows with Matthew Barry, he would not stop talking about this when when um uh whoa Robert Woods was like not looking good looking like he wasn't gonna play looking like he was hurt he met said over and over again van jefferson they went out and got obj he said van jefferson is still gonna be the guy over obj he's not gonna take over he's the number two guy behind cooper cup and it's shown like it was great advice you know it's it must feel good to actually say something that's correct every once in a while yeah (laughs) uh the green obj was put on the uh the covid protocol today so I would say that is much that does help Van Jefferson, but I think still if OBJ does play, he's still a yeah for sure a good start. I think he's RB. I, I think he's wide receiver too. Like crazy stuff. He scoring three touchdowns in the last three weeks, he's only scored three touchdowns in his entire Cleveland Browns career. Insane. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, the Green Bay Packers going to Baltimore to play the Ravens, and we're at Johnny Roca kicking this one off, right? Yes, sir. So Aaron Rodgers, uh, questionable status uh, with the toe injury. He is listed just for pain management, so he won't be practicing much this week, but he will suit up and play. So definitely go ahead and give him his start. Devontae Adams, good to go. Adam Lazar looked pretty good last week, so definitely uh, consider him as a flex option. Uh, Dylan and Aaron Jones will still uh, be uh, sharing the ball. Uh, Aaron Jones is getting a little bit more of the carries, but either is fine to start. And the defense, hot right now. Four sacks, two touchdowns in the last two games. Uh, if you got the Green Bay Packers defense, you're in luck, man. Give them a start this week against uh, possibly uh, the you know a, a Lamar Jackson-less team, but I don't know. Cheese, what do you got on that? Yeah, talk about the frauds, Cheese. Yeah, the frauds, the old Baltimore Ravens. They were able to cover last week, but they did not get the win. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson, he is questionable with an ankle injury. Tyler Huntley came in. Uh, put up, you know, really good fantasy numbers. I don't know if that's exactly reliable, especially going up against the uh, Green Bay Packers, who are a good defense, even though they gave up a lot of points last week to the Bears. So, I mean, if you have Lamar, I'm a, I mean, I don't know if I'd exactly have like Hunley as the handcuff. Maybe you have, you go out and get to, uh, or maybe some of the other kind of wide receiver or uh, running backs were top quarterbacks we were talking about. Maybe yeah. Lamar Jackson should be a, a running back because, you know, that's what some people say. He can't throw the ball, apparently, because apparently they're frauds, right, Travis? Yeah, but he can't even get fucking tackled without getting hurt. So, <laughs> uh, but I, I, no matter who the quarter, no matter who the quarterback is, you're still starting Mark Andrews, uh, Devontae Freeman. He is uh, still the guy uh, there. I mean, I think he's the clear cut number one. So Andrews, uh, Freeman, good to go. J- Justin Tucker and old Justin Tucker, uh, Rashad Bateman, kind of coming on uh, more. I mean, I, I guess I. I'm not going to say he's overtaken Hollywood as the number one guy, but seven catches, 103 yards. Uh, Bateman has come up, you know, come around and been that really good waiver wire pickup that we said a couple uh, weeks or months ago. Yeah, I just don't like his. I don't like his matchup against Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay, especially coming down the stretch here, they they can get real stingy. So I, I don't like it. You know, he's not. He doesn't have enough. Uh, you know, consistency to be like, yeah, go ahead. But you know, maybe in the future, maybe in the future. Uh, next matchup, the uh, Sunday night matchup, the New Orleans Saints facing off against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cheese, go ahead and run this one out. Well, I get the uh, the Saints 
on this one. I mean, Taysom Hill, obviously, your stardom. We've seen his rushing upside and, um, you know, pass the ball a decent amount to, to get you some some points as well. But Taysom Hill, uh, Alvin Kamara, we saw what Alvin Kamara can do uh, to that offense when he is back. So definitely uh, like both of those guys. It is a stingy running defense for the Buccaneers, but we have seen you can throw on them. Uh, the leading receiver, if you can really, you know, call anyone over here really a receiver, because they did spread the ball out pretty efficiently, and no one really like overtook as the top guy. As I tried to organize my website to give me who led the league, and of course, he just wants to take forever. But it was the tight end Nick Vanette. So, and then Marquez Callaway, the ghost of Marquez Callaway, is back. But yeah, two I mean, catches for thirty-four yards. Yeah, there's just there's just not enough upside from any of these receivers. That's. That's the big problem. There's not enough upside. Taysom Hill, although you may watch the games and he look, doesn't look like a great quarterback, his feet make him an awesome, awesome matchup. We've seen what uh, Josh Allen just did to them once he started uh, using his feet late in the second half against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, you know, there's the upside there. So we'll, we'll kick it off. Let's go over to Tampa Bay and we'll talk to Johnny Rogal on this one. All right, the Buccaneers are a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I will start the regulars. No key injuries going on here. Uh, the I don't need to go with statistics, man. Just, you know, if you got a Buccaneer on your team, give them the start. The Saints are a reputable defense, but Tampa Bay will rise to the occasion here on Sunday night football. So that's all I got on Tampa Bay. Yep, tend to agree there. Uh, we'll go straight into the Monday night matchup, the Minnesota Vikings facing off against the Chicago Bears in Chicago. We'll kick right back over to you, Johnny Rofa. All right. So the Minnesota Vikings, uh, as we spoke about earlier, Adam Thielen is questionable with the high ankle. Uh, I would say he's questionable to doubtful. If he does come back, expect him to be very limited. So that's where you've got KJ Osborne to come in as a good option. Uh, he looked okay. He uh, he didn't boost until later in the game, but he's I think he's good for a touchdown if he plays. Uh, Justin Jefferson, obviously, is going to get all the looks. He's the stud of the team. He will be getting all those points. Uh, same with Dalvin Cook, definitely a must start. And I wouldn't rely on the tight ends in that team. But uh, Chicago's defense is sturdy. Uh, but the secondary is the weakness. So I would say uh, uh, definitely uh, you're going to be okay in the wide, uh, wide receiver range there. Kirk Cousin, most underrated quarterback in the league, as I said all year, stardom. All right. This is what I have to question, right? So Alexander Madsen was one of these guys who earlier this week was put into the COVID uh, positive test group or whatever. And we talk about handcuffs. Where do you think the handcuff? I think it's CJ Harn is the, no, I don't know. I don't have the depth chart in front of me, but. I did not look that deep either. Um, And had no idea that Madison was on uh, that COVID list, but. Yeah, like uh, to what you're saying, definitely, if you got Dalvin Cook on your team, go find out who that backup is going to be. Definitely put him on your watch list or pick him up. Because they went out. They went out and got Wayne Gallman. Uh, Yeah, Wayne Gallman. Yeah, but I just don't know in what capacity, because I think he would be he would be the better play. I think that's why they went and got him. But at what capacity he's going to be there if he's not there for a full week? I'm not sure. We were looking for uh, Kenne and Wongu. We've seen lately Minnesota has been explosive, more explosive on offense. So they're going to be throwing the ball a lot anyways. So they won't be relying so much on that running game until the later 
time. I mean, I guess I guess I'm saying that Minnesota will be taking a high lead and maybe taking the victory in this game, but I wouldn't worry so much about the uh, the running backs in the, on the Minnesota side. Yeah. So so if Dalvin Cook and if Dalvin Cook and um, and Alexander Madison or let's say something happens to Dalvin Cook. You know, he looks like he's going to play, but you never know what happens later in the week. We've seen it happen before. Uh, instead of going to the backups here on this team, because I think they could just rotate to throwing the ball more, maybe look at some of the other handcuffs on another team or some of the other high flex plays on the other team. Yeah, but even Wayne Gallman is not a bad, if, if that's who that is. He's, we saw what he did back in New York when Saquon went down. Uh, Wayne Gallman is very, a very reputable running back, so uh, – not a bad handcuff, but like Travis is saying, everybody definitely look elsewhere and, and find that right handcuff for you. Yeah, I'm just worried about not being there for a long for long enough to get a playbook down and be trusted to do anything. But sure, we'll, we'll we'll rotate over. We'll let Cheese finish it off here. Sunday night, Chicago Bears. Who do you? Uh, oh shit, my microphone is dropping here. Sorry for the audio, folks. Uh, Chicago tra- Bears, Cheese. Chicago Bears, uh, you know, really good showing, put up a lot of points last week. Uh, kind of weird with you know special teams and uh, some other stuff. But uh, Demir Bird did have a a good week. I still would you know have Darnell Mooney over him, but uh, going up against the Vikings defense, we've seen that defense is very hit or miss. So you know they could lock him up for three quarters and then you know pull off of a Minnesota Vikings collapse at the end, which is definitely a possibility. Going back to the earlier question, uh, David Montgomery. A ho-hum, 13.8 points, didn't, you know, wasn't too effective or electric, really. Uh, 10 carries for 42 yards, but he had six catches for 39 yards. So you're just piling up the touches, and that's really what uh, he's much, I think he's more, you know, used in the passing game, a little bit more than what uh, Joe Mixon is in the passing game over there, just because they have so many downfield threats. They don't exactly have that with the uh, the Bears offense. So uh, if you are looking for, like, you know, last-minute fill-ins, I mean, Damian Williams, if you have, you know, Cook or whatever, uh, Damian Williams was used more as the backup. Khalil Herbert only got one care for three yards. So, uh, but neither one of them really were any, you know, productive at any stretch. Real quick. So 32nd opposition ranked Minnesota against wide receivers. What does that do when you're looking at the wide receiver room of the Chicago Bears for you in fantasy? Um, I think that means Darna Mooney, automatic start. Everybody else, I'm still too scared because we just have not seen them consistently put up any numbers. I mean, Allen Robinson, he's still a name, but he just has not been doing really anything. So, um, as I said, he's totaled 73, at least in our CT league, uh, scoring wise, he's he's scored 73 fantasy points in total this season, opposed to Cole Komet's 84.9. Yeah. So, I mean, as I said a couple of weeks ago when they played, you know, one of the bad teams, I said, you know, fire up Darnell Mooney. He's going to be good. And that's pretty much what happened. It was a really good Darnell Mooney game. I think that was Thanksgiving against the Lions. He had a fantastic game. I think Cole Komet had a, had a decent game as well. But pretty much those are like the two guys I'm looking at uh, when it comes to pass catchers. Perfect. And that's the wrap up. Uh, great stuff from all you guys, man. Appreciate Johnny Roca. Very much appreciate you coming on. It's fun to sometimes just hop into the host host role of this not have to try and you know get any information for the games just do my a little bit and be able to ask these questions and dive deeper into the matchups it was definitely fun to have you on man yeah i had fun thanks for having me guys appreciate it no worries no worries cheese um awesome stuff again this week but before we go fuck it 
Doesn't got J-Ro here. How was Disneyland with your son? Disneyland was awesome, bro. Uh, I was loving the rides, man. Uh, I I went back and listened to, uh, to your podcast uh, from a couple months ago, and you were talking about the rides, and I agree with you. Uh, except on the cars, right? I did like that one very much. So, uh, But it was only like my first time on it, actually, to be honest with you. So, But we had a great time. Avengers, that campus was nice. It was great. Good time. What'd you eat? <sighs> Fuck, when did I not eat? <laughs> Um, I we went to Pim's Kitchen and they ran out of a lot of things, so we didn't get to eat there. But we had a we just kind of ate a bunch of junk food everywhere. Uh, mm. Pretty hot dog spots. I, I drank a fair amount of alcohol. Good time, man. Definitely stuffed my face. Pim's Test Kitchen has this really awesome habanero fucking alcoholic drink that I had maybe eight of a day when I was in California Adventure. It was awesome. Right. But, yeah, and Credit Coaster was awesome too, man. But yeah, good time. So. Yeah, shout out Tyler. He's out there right now, right? Yep, in the rain, trooping yeah. it up. <laughs> shout out. Uh, all right, well, I'm glad you guys had a good time. Thanks again, and uh, good luck in your uh, playoffs, and everybody have a good fantasy week.